Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. But did you know that you can join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom? That's right, live. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. You can also click on the link in our series or episode descriptions. Then follow Ask the Tarot and tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to hear what the deck has to say. Hey, I will even read your questions live. Why miss out on that? Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody. It's Michelle T. Thank you for coming to Ask the Tarot, the Thursday night tarot salon where I will pick tarot cards for you guys. If you have a question for the tarot, just hit the little, you know, raise your hand sign and you'll go into like a, a stack, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to you guys one at a time. And I'm also going to be reading tarot for folks who, who um, sent me messages to my Instagram. It's another way if you want to elaborate or you want to be um, more anonymous, feel free to shoot me your question at, uh, on Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. So I'm kind of going to go back and forth between them. Um, if you love this show, why wouldn't you? But, if you, but you know, if you do, if you do, uh, you can go to Spotify, um, give a little search for Your Magic. It's my podcast. I bet you'll like that too. And you'll find all the back Ask the Tarot rooms there, sort of like little podcasts so you can listen to them, you know, while you're doing the dishes or, you know, walking the dog in the morning, whenever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, um, I pulled together a bunch of questions that all have a love theme. And I'll tell you, it wasn't hard to do because as you can imagine, if you're a tarot reader, you get a lot of questions about love. Um, everyone wants to know about their love life, okay? I'm gonna start with one right now that came into my Instagram. I've met someone and have been seeing them on and off for about three months. This person is like no one I've ever met before. And it was one of those weird instant connection type of moments when we met. Although I'm young and new to love, pause. I love this person so much. Although I'm young and new to love, that is so sweet. And also like with good self-awareness because when I was young and new to love, I thought I was like, I thought I fucking knew everything. You know what I mean? So way to know what you don't know. Anyway, let's go back to it. Although I'm young and new to love, I feel like this is someone I shouldn't let pass me by. Yesterday, I had a conversation with them where we discussed how we felt about each other and a lot of things that I was unsure about were made clear. But what I'm wondering now is whether I should try to pursue a relationship with them or not. Although I really like this person, I have a few hesitations due to their past relationships. To make things a little more complicated, I'm planning on moving country from Ireland to the UK by this time next year. Am I just overthinking or are these valid things to consider? Thanks, Isabel. Okay, so I grabbed a deck of cards that I really like. Um, it's called the Collective Tarot. It's this really great queer tarot. And I picked three cards just to be like, what does it look like, you know, if this person pursues a relationship with this very special person, okay? And they got really cool cards. Like I can see in these cards how weird instant connection special this is, okay? The very first card that comes up it's called Reception, and it's a card that's special to this deck, um, but it's really like the, it, it's kind of, uh, what is it? I believe it's the High Priestess card. It's their take on either the Empress or the High Priestess. It's like a psychic feminine card that has to do with like openness, right? Being open, being receptive, being ready to like take it. Um, you know, just like the, there's like this beautiful like moon in the sky with a pomegranate, and there's this little creature who's laying like on a bed in a giant hand. And it just feels like, yeah, like the universe gave you this beautiful connection and you should be open to it. And then the next two cards um, that have come up are two um, court cards, okay? There's the Artist of Bones, which is sort of uh, like a queen of discs sort of a card. And then the Artist of Keys, which is sort of a queen of, of um, wands. And 
they're both really special characters, right? Like the artist of bones is this like beautiful, like horned animal, like an Ibex eating watermelon and painting and just like enjoying life, like enjoying the fruits of life, living in the moment. And then the artist of keys is kind of adorable. You see a corner of their body, they're in a wheelchair and they're leaning down and they're putting these little um, paper boats with candles into a stream. Oh, these, these cards are so cute. And I just feel like, you know, this is saying, artist of bones, be here now. Enjoy the fruits that the universe has given you. Artist of keys, make plans for the future. Send little boats out down, down the little stream, you know? Like on the one hand, you are overthinking it. Like you can just be in the moment and receive what's coming to you. And then with the artist of keys, I feel like you can kind of make little plans, you know? Like you don't need to be like, how are we ever going to get married if we live in different countries? Like that's not what this needs to be, right? This is more like, oh my God, this is so fun. I love being with you. When can we see each other again? So I hope that was helpful. Um, All right, I'm going to put this deck away, go back to my handy talk tarot that I always do readings with. And let's see who has their hand up. Oh, it's Brianna. Hi, can you hear me? Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for calling on me. I'm so excited. Oh, cool. Um, What would you like to know about? So I'm graduating soon and I'm wondering what it looks like for me to stay in the U.S. or to try and find an opportunity to go abroad. Ooh, okay, cool. So the first question is, what does it look like for you to stay in the U.S.? Okay, I'm going to do one more little shuffle on that. Um, Three cards. And now... What does it look like to go abroad? Do you know where you'd like to go? Or are you? I'm pretty open, um, considering London. Yeah, right. London or elsewhere. What does that look like? Oh, that sounds so fun. I, Michelle T, want to just tell you, of course, you should go abroad. But we'll see what the tarot has to say. Tarot is uh, picking up on energies that are beyond me. So let's see. Ooh, it looks really good for you to stay here. And for going abroad, yeah, abroad doesn't look as good, sadly. Um, So for staying here after college, the first card that came up for you is the Seven of Wands. And that is a little bit of a hard card. It is like all the sevens are hard um, in this deck anyway. And this is one of the least hard sevens. It's basically like uh, you have a lot of energy, um, but there's being so much being asked of you that like it just things feel hard, you know, when, when the seven comes up. It's Mars in Leo, which you would think would be rad, right? Because Leo is a fire sign and it wants, you know, to be out and about and Mars is a big engine, but it's almost too much energy. And no, I'm not really understanding where to put it. But the good thing about that card is that it does speak to, it is still a like you win the battle card. It's just saying that there's a little bit of a battle first. So there's that. But get this, like the cards that come after it, fortune, the wheel of fortune comes after that. And then success, the six of discs. So, you know, I don't know if that seven is like, it might just be hard for you perhaps to figure out where in this, where in the U.S. you want to go. Maybe landing in a new place in the U.S. is a little discombobulating. Maybe it's hard to find your place at first, but damn, when you find it, it looks amazing, like really great. Um, now for leaving, the very first card is the Knight of Discs, which is very odd because he is the one knight whose whose hooves are not on the ground. So he's not really a traveler, but it is about a bit of a pause, right? Um, his energy is about sort of like not really making a move. And then the next card is the two of wands, which is dominion. And that's a big, like high energy card. And then you have interference. So that's really what I'm looking at is that, you know, the, the three cards that came up for you staying in the U.S., you got a beautiful major arcana. You got fortune. Like who doesn't want to get out of college and get the fortune card? Um, and then in the cards for leaving, you got a hard card, the interference card, you got these kind of confusing energies with the Knight of Discs who's not moving and then the Two of Wands, which is just moving way too fast. It, it doesn't look, it looks weird and unbalanced. But staying here looks like there's something gorgeous waiting for you. Yeah, that all resonates so much. Thank you so much. You're very welcome and good luck whatever you do. Okay. Oh gosh, to be graduating college and pondering London, you know? All right, let me see. We have another lovelorn card here, okay? Here we go. I'm 18 years old and I recently went through my first actual love and he broke up with me after one year of dating. 
so sorry. He was one of my closest friends too, so it makes it harder. When he broke up with me, he said that he wasn't ready for a relationship and it wasn't anything to do with me, but his mental health was really bad, yet he couldn't lose me. And eventually he wanted to try to get back into a relationship even if he didn't know what would happen. It's been a month and a few weeks and he's still committed to being my friend. It's hard for me because I can't separate the two, but I'm still hopeful something will work out. At the same time, it's painful to see us in any other way. I value him and his mental health and I want to be there, but I feel that it's worsening mine. I don't want to let go completely, but I also don't want to be used if he's just lonely. Oh my God, that sounds so complicated. Um, It sounds very, very complicated. So, you know, a complicated situation got a complicated uh, draw of cards, right? Not a big surprise. I'm using for this reading, I'm using a deck called the Wanderer's Tarot. It's line drawings, but the line drawings are white on black. So they're very striking. I'll put pictures on my Instagram afterwards. Um, So, you know, I picked three cards for like, you know, what does it look like for this person to stay connected, right? Um, Because they don't want to let go completely. What does it look like for them to stay connected and see, you know, what happens? And of course, we're, we're, we're keeping an eye out. I'm keeping an eye out in this reading for, to get like red flags, right? About um, this person and, you know, are they using her because they're lonely? You know, not even, maybe they don't even realize they're doing that. You know, I could imagine a situation like that. And then I pick three cards for like, what if she just lets go and goes on her own? Okay. Weirdly enough, they are both good. Like I kind of think the way to do this is for this person to um, put the, as they say in Al-Anon, put the focus on herself, put the focus back on yourself. Um, Keep this person in your life, but don't make them the center of your life. That might be hard after having dated for a year, but let me tell you the, the cards I got. For staying connected to this person, the first one, the first card that came up is Philosopher of Stones, okay? So that's a sort of, um, you know, it's a court card in the earth uh, area. <laughs> and this person is is not quite as grounded, though. I mean, they're sort of like being the philosopher. They're very interested in ideas. And it made me think maybe a little bit that it is this person, um, not the person who wrote me, not the querent, but, you know, the the, the guy that, that she was seeing, that he's just sort of like, not grounded enough right now. He's he's too interested in like, you know, looking at everything else that's around him. And I mean, my God, she's 18. You're, you know, how old is this other person? You guys are very young. That's not wild. You know, it's not, not to, that's not unexpected. Um, the third card that was picked is also a stones card and it is the 10 of stones. And on this, in this deck, it really means an ending. Okay. Um, but in the middle, the middle card that you got for this is the world. And the world is so beautiful, so magical, so special. Um, I think that the message that the, the the Ten of Stones is sending is that this relationship is over. You know, the romantic relationship of it is over, at least for now. And it should be really accepted as such. You know, even if you guys get back together in three years, it doesn't matter. Right now it's over. And so you should really be interacting with it. Like you guys are no longer a couple. But that world card to me is very special. Um And it really suggests that at the very least, you guys are very close friends and it's important. But listen, what's also important is you taking care of yourself. Um, This person might be the philosopher of stones, but you are the wanderer of moons. That is a beautiful card. It's another, you know, court card. Moons, I believe, is the cups, um, suit of cups in this. And the wanderer of moons, it's like, you got the wanderer of moons and then you got the fool, Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, you need to go off on your own. You need to be the wanderer of moons and go off and have your own emotional adventures that have nothing to do with this person, that show you, you know, different aspects of your own self, that show you different aspects of the world and of humanity and of love and of friendship. Um, Your final card is the four of moons. And that's about like a kind of a stability, emotional stability card. So, you know, I feel like by, um, you know, pulling away, not cutting this person off, but de- decentering them. You know, they're sort of centered, it feels like, and you they cannot be the center of your life, no matter how great of a, of a um, friend they might be to you and how special your connection. You need to go jump off the cliff like the fool does into a whole new environment, whole new situation. And that is how you're going to get back in touch with yourself and get some some emotional stability. You don't sound super unstable, but you know, any, anyone is knocked off kilter by a breakup. So that's your way out, I think. Good luck to you. 
All right. Let's see who has their hand up here in the room. Nadia. I hope I have your name right. Nadia, you are up next. Or is it Nadia? I'm so excited. Um, so, you know, it's funny. The first caller who came on, um, her situation was pretty similar to mine. I met somebody new. Um, and the way we met, it was fantastic. Um, I'm a DoorDasher right now. And I was picking up some food. And the guy behind the counter at the time, the manager, he just had something familiar about him. And I was like, I, I like recognized myself in him somehow in his eyes. I don't know. Um, yeah. And like super serendipitous and all that. I was like, you know, here's my number. <laughs> and to me, it felt, it felt, and I wasn't trying to like flirt with him or like, you know, <laughs> start a relationship or anything. I was just like, he looks like he needs a friend. Um, I feel like we would get each other. So I gave him my number said, Hey, if you ever need anything, give me a call. So a couple of weeks later, he called me. We talked a little bit. He disappeared. He got back in my life like two, three weeks later. I mean, two, three weeks ago. And it's kind of magical. Um, I really enjoy him. He's fun. Okay. He's romantic. He's silly he's ridiculous but he's also kind of like a wild child and um I am I'm not super serious like I'm a goofy person but I'm also like I have a very strict family and I have um just like all these expectations and like very strict very religious parents hovering over my shoulder that I can't really get away from you know various technological advances they have that I can't find a way out of yet um it's like, okay, so I can pursue a relationship with this wonderful human. He's probably the best guy I've ever met as far as emotionally and relationally. But on paper, he, people would scoff at him. So people like my parents, people like... People like your parents. You know, because he's kind of in, not the party scene, he's like a hippie. So... <laughs> okay. Yeah, you said the it, H the word, H word. Which is great, right, which is fine, but you know my parents, you know how parents are. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah. Okay, so let's see. I'm going to see. Um, now I'm gathering your feeling. Your, there's like romantic vibes. Because if you guys oh, are yeah. just hanging out as friends, like who cares, right? Yeah. It's the it's that it's romantic. Okay, so what does it look like for you, I'm asking, for you to keep putting romantic energy into this person? Is it in your highest good? I'm going to ask you to um, mute yourself while I'm shuffling. Sure. And um, thank you. Kat, you didn't miss that much. We have a question right now from somebody who found a magical connection with a really fun, silly, romantic person who's a bit of a hippie and uh, her parents will probably not approve. So we, um, and her parents are very much in her head for better or worse. So we're going to see what it looks like, first of all, if she just continues to like follow, follow your bliss with this person. And I'm picking three cards. Sounds like there is some bliss. And let me see what it looks like if you're like, you know something, I really enjoy you, but you know, I don't know that like you're my ultimate truth romantically. I'm going to, you know, take a step back from the romance of it and maybe just, I don't know, see if you can put it in the friend zone because the person sounds special. It sounds like you were drawn into each other's paths for a reason, but is it a romantic reason? Okay, let's see. Um... Hmm. Very. In oh, yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen, um, you don't want to stop seeing this person. This person is really important to you. If you did stop seeing them, you would come out on the other side of your intense misery. I mean, oh my God. Okay. I'm actually seeing something kind of possibly big here. Let me just tell you what I'm seeing. So for the three cards, for like, um, do you keep seeing this person? The first card you have is the Four of Swords. It's called Truce, okay? So that's actually quite beautiful. It's Jupiter and Libra. And it's sort of like, okay, I'm making peace with the elements of this person that like don't hit my, all my standards, right? I have this little list of romantic standards. I didn't write the whole list. My parents wrote some of it. You know, other people in my life wrote some of it. Who knows, right? That shit can be so confusing. But you know that he's not checking all the boxes and you're going to make peace with that. Easier said than done. The next card is Strife. It's the Five of Wands. It looks like there's really something for you to get over here um, because the final card for you staying with this person is the Magician. It's like literally magic, right? You're like, it feels magical. Yeah, it feels magical because it is magical. But there's this conflict, right? You have to deal with the conflict. You can't, you're going to have to deal with it. I mean, you can make your peace, that truce on your own, but that truce, the truce card is about you making peace with yourself. That truce is not about you making peace with like your parents. Um, that looks harder. I think that's what the strife energy is. 
But like, okay, here, this is really wild. Um, if you stop seeing him, um, you get the tower card. And okay, that's pretty extreme, right? The tower card for just pulling back from a sweet hippie that you met randomly and have been hanging out with for a few weeks. I don't think it's about him. I think it is, he could be a very powerful catalyst. But I think that if you stop seeing him, you know, the tower is about a system that doesn't work anymore or a system that is poisonous or toxic that needs to go, but it's painful. It's very painful. And I'm like, well, what is that? It's like your parents' voice in your head, right? It's the influence that your strict parents are having over you as an adult, right? Like that's, that can't feel good. I mean, that's, you know, I don't want to deem it toxic. I don't know what it feels like for you, but the ta- it, it seems like how are you going to be a free and independent person making the decisions that are best for you if, if that's what's happening, right? So I think that if you decide to stop seeing him, you're going to be catapulted into the tower, which is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because it seems like maybe it's a way for you to, um, to break out of this. The next card is the indolence card. Um, that is a card about emotional neglect, okay? It's um, Saturn and Pisces. And that uh, the, the vibe I'm getting off of that is like, the way you're neglecting your own emotional happiness. It could also be that you're neglecting him and you feel sad about that. And it might be that like, you just need that. You just need to walk through it and feel what it feels like to let your parents run your life and to neglect your own emotional truth, right? And in order to kind of be like, to wake up a little bit about it, right? I mean, you, you sound very conscious of it, but it seems like maybe another level is um, is required for your most most happiness. Listen, the last card for this is the star. Okay, so after the tower, tower is card 15 in the tarot. The star is 16. After the rubble of the tower, after the old toxic way falls away, we get the star. We get clear skies. We get inspiration. So, I mean, this is really interesting. It's like, I think you're, I think that <laughs> you might end up finding your way back to him regardless, right? Or he is a catalyst to get you to stand up to your parents and really make some boundaries um, as far as the influence you want them to have on your life. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. It seems like if you just keep him in your life and kind of engage with the strife card and, and hold on to him as the magician, it's not the tower, right? So I wonder what that means. Maybe it's easier for you to do it that way um, because at least you're standing up for yourself, right? Right from the beginning, instead of resentfully breaking up with him and then having this like dark revelation about it. Um, it's like the, the, you get the star one way and the magician the other way. It's like either way, I think this person is definitely as special as you think they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love the word catalyst. Um, so when I, when I, so I don't normally give my number out to random people. <laughs> and um, so I got in my car looking for a piece of paper and I, as I was looking for the piece of paper, I'm like, this is weird. What are you doing? And, um, uh, and I so kind of, I kind of like prayed about it a little bit. I was like, okay, you know, is this right? Should I give my number to him? Should I not? And it felt more right to give my number to him. And I'm like, well, the normal thing is for me not to. And I was like, well, what happens if I don't? And the feeling that came to me or like the thought was, are you prepared for the consequences if you don't? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll give him my number. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds like you were sending messages in that moment. And I'm, I'm glad you're holding on to those because that's, that's very um, unusual, right? To get such a, such a clear message about somebody. Yeah. Um, you will have to report back to us on how the romance is going. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. <laughs> you all, I appreciate you tuning in and participating. Good luck to you. Oh, listen, you guys, I got to be honest with you. I'm an Aquarius and I love a hippie. I'm a hippie at heart. You know, I think all Aquarians are. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see what next love lawn person we can help. Um, okay, this, this, is, this is interesting. My partner has been struggling with cannabis addiction. Cannabis is a sneaky one. It appears harmless, but can really throw a wrench in the gears. Listen, I have to say, I was with a cannabis addict for like almost a decade and it is so true. And it is so gnarly that like there's this kind of widespread belief that you can't be addicted to cannabis because like I lived with someone who was like scraping the resin out of the bowl and like smoking the dust. And oh, it was just, it was gnarly, you guys. It was gnarly. Um, So yes, here to validate that. Um, Okay, back to the letter. We've been together for 3.5 years and the last two plus years have been difficult to live with him in his active addiction. We've recently hit a wall and have taken a step back. 
We're going to couples counseling, right on, love that. And he is moving out for us to go back to dating as he finds his way back to himself. I want to ask the tarot, what does our relationship look like down the line with these investments? Will it be worth it or are we better going our own ways? And how should I approach this transitional period? In case this helps, I'm Virgo Sun, Gemini Moon and Rising and Leo Venus, LOL, I know. He is Scorpio Sun, Cancer Moon. Okay, I love, I love getting those astro deets. Um, so I grabbed my Aquarian tarot for this and, you know... The first thing, the first three cards I picked were just like, yeah, what does it look like um, down the line because of these investments? I love that you're calling them investments, Virgo Sun. <laughs> it's like, it is an investment. A couples counseling is an investment. Um, you know, the going back to dating raised a little bit of a red flag because a lot of times when I think when people try to dial back um, the intimacy, it is, you know, it's the first step out the door. But listen, I really don't think that's the case here. I think that you guys are just being creative and um, honest about like where you're at and trying to hold on to things. Down the line, what it looks like, it looks really nice. The very first card is strength, which is like, I love that card because to me, the strength card is is a little bit about sobriety. To me, it is a, like a major arcana sobriety hit, you know, because it's, you know, if you think about, um, you know, the classic read on the strength card is, you know, we're overcoming our base desires as humans. I think that, um, wait, someone's making shakshuka. Don't distract me with your delicious meals, you guys. Oh my God, I love shakshuka. Okay, anyway. So, you know, you can see um, addiction as sort of one of those animalistic urges where, you know, you just want to feel good all the time and you're just going to go after it no matter what. Um, So I see the strength card is really being able to um, get a handle on it, getting a handle on the addiction and living in your strength. So beautiful. The next card, nine of pentacles. Oh, a lovely, lovely card of um, just like, you know, the person is is in their garden with like a beautiful pheasant or a peacock or something on their shoulder. There's grapes growing in the vineyard. The trees are, you know, green. <laughs> it's just very nice. It's like, yes, we love this grounded, happy, pretty home. And then we have the page of swords. So it's really interesting because, you know, pages are, are, you know, they're learning, right? They're learning. And so Pages, I, I know as a sober person, when, when you get sober, you get a, you are a page, right? People in their new sobriety or even, even sobriety, even old sobriety. <laughs> if you're sober at all, you're kind of always a page in a weird way because you're, you're constantly having to navigate the world in, in new and different ways and sort of accumulate uh, coping skills that maybe you didn't get because you were using your addiction to cope, right? Other people were maybe getting coping skills. So you're starting... You know, there's this really great saying that um, you stop growing emotionally at the age (laughs) that you start using. You know, so I started drinking really alcoholically when I was 15. And so when I quit drinking at the age of like 32, I was essentially 15 years old emotionally and had to learn throughout the years how to grow up. And so that tracks for me. So, you know, you might, you might find that your, um, your sober partner, even though you're so glad that he's sober and you support him. Like he might be a little bit of a dingbat too because he's learning how to do everything all over again. Um, I picked three cards for what it would look like um, for you to walk away from this, okay? Like what if it, what you said yourself, you know, are we better going our own ways? So I said, well, what does that look like? Um, I got the Knight of Swords, the Ten of Pentacles and the Clincher for me, the Eight of Cups. I mean, no, not with that, not with it ending on the eight of cups. There's a real sorrow in walking away from this. Like, will you move on? Yeah, everyone will move on. Um, you know, the 10 of pentacles, you know, we saw that in the Wanderers tarot, it's an ending. Okay. So, um, you know, in the Aquarian tarot, it's, it looks like a happy ending, but so we see it as an ending, but that eight of cups, it's that person who's walking away regret for regretfully from the stack of, of chalices. So, you know, I don't like that when not when this not when the other read is so pretty. Um, and then I asked finally, you know, how should you approach this transitional period? How can you be, you know, a good, um, you know, a good a good partner, a good date? <laughs> Since you guys are dating now, I got to tell you, you might want to go to Al-Anon. It is so awesome for you know when you are you know in a relationship with somebody who's an addict, whether they're using or not, man, it's really really great. So that said, what's helpful for you? Four, four of rods, okay, which is like the four of wands, your own stability. I, I know the fours are very stable, right? And, um, you know, the, um, the, the, the four, this is interesting. In the, in the Rider Waite deck, it's called completion. And it means like you've made it through a certain 
part of a cycle. And so, you know, really looking at like, you guys have been through a lot and really honoring that you guys have been through a lot and you got a lot way, a lot more of a road uh, together to me, it seems, but honoring and respecting, um, you know, what, what you guys have been through together. And also like making sure that you pay attention to your own stability because, you know, so people getting sober, they're blown every which way it can be, it can be hard. Right. So you want to make sure that you're keeping the focus on yourself. Is that the theme of the night? Keeping the focus on ourselves. You want to keep the focus on yourself as much as possible. You also got the two of swords. And that's interesting because that is a card of indecision, really, right? It's She's holding the two swords. She's blindfolded. But I'm seeing it as a kind of a positive, like, don't make any big decisions, okay? That's how you should handle this transitional period. Don't come to any conclusions. Don't put your swords down, whip your blindfold off and take off because things are going to change and your partner's going to change and you want to you want to really make decisions um when things are a little more stable okay and your final card the empress oh my god how beautiful i mean you are just love right and you just want to love this person you want to love yourself and you want to love this person and um and just be gentle you know i mean i think the the empress is a gentle and nurturing um, sort of divine feminine energy. And so you want to channel that as much as you can without being a doormat. You never want to be a doormat. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it sounds like your, um, you know, your partner is meeting you halfway, you know, and, and taking taking this seriously, going to couples counseling. So it looks like you can maybe afford to be emotionally generous. So good luck to you guys. I'm rooting for both of you. All right. Let me see who else we've got here in the room. Bunny. Oh my God. What a great name. Bunny, you're on. How can the tarot help you? Hi. I, I think, can you hear me now? Yes, I okay, can. Great. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Uh, I have a career question, if that's okay. Of course. Um, so I work in nonprofit, um, supporting people with developmental disabilities. It's been a tough time during the pandemic. Um, I'm glad I got it. But I've also been working on getting licensed as a therapist, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I'm just trying to, mm -hmm. I guess, um, determine which direction to focus my energy and transitioning from my current role um, to therapy. So I have three, okay. three options I'm toying with. Um, one okay. is to... Uh, propose a part-time role at my current employer so that I can branch out into private practice therapy um, part-time. Cool. Um, I do also have the option of doing a similar combination at with my previous employer. Um, my old boss reached out to me with um, a job offer that I wasn't expecting. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Great. And then you would do that part-time while beginning to grow your therapy practice. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then the third option is to say no to both of those situations. You know, I've, I've been in those roles before. I know that they do take a lot out of me. Should I just, you know, really take the plunge and look for therapy jobs and start new? Okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm doing a shuffle on that last option right now. Just jumping into your new occupation and not having a part-time job that actually probably feels a little bit more than part-time emotionally. Um, okay, so for the first one, first, you know, seeing if you can do part-time where you are, um, it looks a little tricky, but you can you can get it. Um, you can definitely get it. You got the strife card, so there's something. I don't know if you get a no at first, or there there's a pushback. But then you get the magician and the ace of wands, which are beautiful. So yeah, that looks like it can definitely happen for you. Um, it looks like the other job, even though it's been it's um, offering a similar circumstance or it's the circumstance that you want, it doesn't look as good. Um, you have the knight of swords. The love card, which is beautiful, the two of cups. So there might be something, you know, there. Did you do you have fond memories of working there? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it would be very sweet, but then you get the three of swords. So something, something is not, you know, we're looking at like therapy being ultimately what you want to work towards, right? That's your highest, that's what you really want. Oh my God, yeah. it kind of does look like you should 
Oh, I'm torn for you. Okay, so so for, for just jumping right into therapy, the first card you have is the lovers. And I, I kind of love that. I mean, the lovers card, I feel like the lover in the, in the card isn't always like, you know, like a human being that we're lovers with. It could be all these other things that we interface with. And I feel like this, this calling, this, this vocation of therapist for you is the lover that is like, are you going to marry me or what? You know, like, are you, are you with me? Um, and then the next two cards you get, you get the queen of discs. She's very, she's Capricorn, right? So she's not fucking around. Capricorns, can I ask you your sign? Uh, yeah, I'm a, an Aries uh, with Leo Moon and Cancer Rising. Okay, cool. Oh, you're going to be a great therapist. Um, but, you know, Capricorn, their business, and they want to be their own boss, right? They want their, Capricorns work best working on their own or being in charge, right? And so she has the capacity for that. For that, She's great at it. It's what she wants. And she's just like, you know, sitting on her giant pineapple, surveying her kingdom, looking at everything she has. And then you have the Prince of Wands, which is the big Leo card. And he's just jumping out into, into life and he's radiant, you know? He, there's just, you know, rays of, of fire and sunshine kind of bursting. It's like his cape is made of fire. He has this beautiful halo. There's a lion pulling his chariot. It's so alive. And I, I really love the, the marriage here with the lover's card of the queen of, of, of discs who is so work-oriented and career-oriented and capable with this prince of wands who is so passionate. It has so much energy. Um, you know, you can definitely get what you want. You can make that part-time job happen for you. And it, it wouldn't ultimately be bad, um, but it does look like a little more exhilarating and like stepping more firmly into your destiny to just go for it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> wow. You're so, so welcome. Much. Good luck to you. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's so nerve wracking, right? Just like leaving your job, your day job to just like jump into your passion. It's so scary, but people do it all the time, right? And we can take um, courage and inspiration from them. Okay, let me see. I have this, uh, another reading here. Okay, this one is very interesting, okay? Um, all right, where does, where does it start? I have been in a relationship for nearly seven years now, and my boyfriend and I met at 18 and are now 24 and 25. We've had our own issues in the past. A lot of it attributed to us going through our peak growing years together and becoming better adults. He is a wonderful boyfriend. Uh, he's caring, extremely supportive of all my passions and interests, affectionate, honest, and fun. He really is my best friend. The last year or so, however, I've been having these doubts and fears about our relationship. We have been talking more recently about marriage and our own place to live, and we both want the exact same things. However, I am a hard worker with two jobs and a degree, and he is chasing his passion in music and not seeing financial gain from it. We have had an argument or two about how I fear for our stability in the future if he doesn't simultaneously um, get a full-time job to help me out with our expenses. I don't know what the simultaneous was. I think it was a typo. We recently had a great deep conversation and read tarot together. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, the cards had good and bad, and we decided to slow down on marriage and focus on bettering our relationship. However, I do still have these doubts and fears. Every time I try to pull cards on it, my head feels clouded and confused with emotion. So I haven't gotten clear messages. I'm hoping you can ask the cards what our future looks like together if we keep working at this and what our future looks like if we decide to part ways. Whew. Okay, so listen, for this reading, I used the um, Radiant Tarot. It's like very, you know, classic, classic Rider-Waite-esque, but with very sort of um, very pagany, kind of European pagany symbols, although... Well, maybe pagan from many cultures. Anyway, I picked three cards on um, staying together. And boy, oh boy, it looks so bad. It looks really bad. And like, I'm pairing this with you saying, Querent, about how, what a wonderful, you know, boyfriend this person has been. And I believe you. But for, you know, it just doesn't matter is what it looks like to me. You know, sometimes you can be with a wonderful, wonderful person. And if you've just outgrown each other, I mean, it's rough to connect with your soulmate at age 18. Am I right? I mean, oh my gosh, I can't imagine if I was still with the person I was with when I was 18. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's okay for you to give yourself permission to have outgrown the situation. And, you know, it, 
not being on the same page, um, you know, financially or with ambition, you know, that can be tricky. It's also something that lots of couples figure out how to work out. So to me, it seems like, okay, you know, I'm not invalid. I'm not trying to uh, invalidate that that's a real issue, but it also seems like there's probably something more behind it, right? And it seems like you know it in your body, but it might not make sense or it might be hard to articulate. It might not be logical. But here's what the cards say about you guys staying together. First card, 10 of swords, okay? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, the hanged man, I don't like it in this situation. Um, if it was earlier in, in, the, in the reading and then there were good cards after it. Um, oh, you guys. Oh, oh, I can hear. I can hear. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the um, chat right now and I'm seeing, I'm seeing that I was, I was not audible for a minute. I don't know why that happened. I'm not touching my phone. It stopped after the Ten of Swords. Okay, thank you. Um, well, let me follow back up. After the Ten of Swords comes the devil and then the hanged man. Oh my God, this is a big no to me. I mean, the devil, it's like, uh, you're you're like going against, like, I just feel like the devil is there, like almost like a guardian, like looking at you and saying like, you know what you need to do and you're not doing it. The hanged man is very much about, um, you know, the hangman can be great, of course, but I don't like it in in this kind of a situation. You're putting yourself in a really uncomfortable situation because you hope something better is going to come. But I, I don't know. It's the last card. I don't see, I don't see if that's really coming, right? Now, the cards for you leaving are also hard, right? And how are they not going to be hard? They're, it's a breakup. Okay. So to me, you're, you're leaving cards. You got some real breakup cards. Um, the first card you got is the strength card. So that to me is really orienting as far as like, what do you really want? Because you're, you're talking about how hard it is to get clarity um, when, you're, when you're reading your own cards. I mean, the strength card, I think is saying like, you know, you, you want to gather that strength. It's Leo. You want to like go after your heart's desire. And this wonderful man just might not be your heart's desire anymore. The next card you have is the nine of swords. Okay. It's going to make you anxious. It's going to be hard for you to detox from this relationship. After the Nine of Swords is the Ten of Wands. Um, that is a card about being oppressed and burdened, okay? So, ugh, you know, I don't see, um, I don't think that you don't, <laughs> I don't believe in a world where like you have no choices. Every choice is bad. I mean, sometimes you do have to walk through kind of a shitty path for a minute. I don't think that this reading is saying that if you guys break up, you're um, never going to be happy. I think that it's just saying, it's really speaking to, to, to how hard it will be for you, even if it is what your truth is. Um, you might want to look at like, why are the reasons that you want to stay? You know, are you afraid to be by yourself? I'm looking at that anxiety card, that nine of swords. Um, is it, does it just feel better to have somebody near you? It's scary to be out all on your own in the world. And you haven't been on your own since you were a teenager. And that's, that's a big deal. The 10 of wands, you know, it's, there's like, that's about a little bit of a burden and you're expressing that he is a little bit of a burden um, in the relationship and that he doesn't contribute financially. But is there something about that that um, that you've liked in a weird way where it kind of makes you feel like big daddy? I don't know. I'm just seeing that there are some things that need to be processed by you outside the relationship when you get outside of it. And I would say to get outside of it because I don't like, the cards for you being in it. Um, I'd rather have you gather your strength, right? And do some soul searching, do some hard ass soul searching. I would rather that than you staying in some relationship, trying to swallow down your intuition, your instinct and your fears all the time. That sounds awful. So uh, best of luck to you. All right. If you've turned in more recently, you are listening to Ask the Tarot. I'm Michelle T. I'm the author of the book, Modern Tarot, and the host of the podcast, Your Magic, which you can find on Spotify. Um, all right. And now I'm going to see who is here. Who wants their cards read? Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hi. Uh, hey, Michelle. How are you today? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing? Have you queried? I'm doing good. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said at first, but I just um, raised my hand for like an energy reading, if that's possible. Sure. Um, um, what's that? What do we want to read the energy on? Is it your own energy? Is it a situation? Yeah, it's a situation. It's nothing too bad, but it's basically, I've I've started this class that has taken like a lot of energy. Even though it just started, I feel like it's going to take a lot of energy because it's a film production class and it's six hours 
for each class. <laughs> but luckily, it's just once a week. And so the first day, and this is why I need my energy red on it, because on the first day, it took me an hour to find the class. Like I was roaming up and down the side of a road looking for this class that was supposed to just be, you know, parked right up front for me to go to. And so when I got there, I was the last person. I was like cold to the bone. And it was just like, I was still determined to find the class and I'm still glad that I did it. But I just want to make sure like, you know, I'm the energy that I'm putting forward towards this class is going to be reciprocated back towards me. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. You know, sometimes a funny, a funny, uh, sometimes a bad day is just a bad day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, this looks great for you, Jasmine. Uh, the very first card that comes up is the works card. And that is about like, it's about work. It's it's Mars in Capricorn. And, and again, Capricorn, you know, they're not, they're, Capricorn's relationship to work is they want something that is meaningful, something that pr propels them forward in life, something that's challenging and rewarding and lucrative. So this is great for you. I mean, I I know from speaking you in, to, to you in the past that you're passionate about film. And this works card isn't like, you know, go down the street and get a job at the pizza shop unless you're doing that so that you can then write your great novel or something. You know, the works card is really about your life's work um, and following that. And um, right after that, you have the abundance card. It's beautiful. Three of cups. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. If you're where, if you're wondering if this um, class is going to give you energy back, yes, it will. I think, I think it's going to ask you to work really hard, but I think the rewards are going to be really beautiful because your last card is the star. I think it's exactly where you're supposed to be. I think that this is, you know, this is the training that you need in order to chase down your big dreams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Thank you. Because you know what? Like I said, like I, my mom thought I was crazy for just roaming the side of the highway. She was like, girl, why don't you just come back home? I was like, mom, I just spent $20 to get here. Like, why would I go back home? Right. And then the class right. was long enough for me to at least learn something in with, within the hours that I will have left of the class. So thank you. Right? <laughs> You're so welcome. I mean, yeah, you missed one hour. You still got five hours. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and it's like what you want to do. It's like, it's one of those um, vocations that you do need like some technical training, right? Like that would yeah, you. So yeah, this looks great for you. I just picked another card, two of wands, dominion. Yeah, you're going to kick ass. You're going <laughs> to definitely, you know, apply 110%, but you'll get, you'll get it all back. All right. Thank you, Michelle. You enjoy your night. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Oh my God, Venus, I saw Mercury retrograde. Exactly. Mercury retrograde is real, you guys. I mean, I kind of like it because I really do feel that interesting things from the past come back around in a way that's interesting. And I feel like I like that as a creative person. It's often like I'll come back to a project I abandoned. But damn, the just the the travel glitches and the electric, you know, tech glitches, they're very real. Okay. You know what else is real? The problem that this next person has written me about. Let's get into it. Okay. I'm a pan and demisexual, kinky, polyamorous parent of two young kids in a heteronormative relationship with my extremely amazing husband. All right laying it all out there. I ended a 1.5 year relationship with my girlfriend this past summer and iced her out while we both did some much needed healing. I recently made contact with her again after being brutally stalked by the five of swords. It ended up being a great decision and we've maintained a healthy friendship with great boundaries for a couple months. I can tell there is still this primal attraction on both our ends, but I think it would be toxic if we fell into a relationship with each other again so soon before we have proper time to work on our individual selves. I haven't been over eager to re-enter the dating field because of some past sexual trauma and broken trust from my relationship with my ex-girlfriend and the belief that I have difficult standards. I'm autistic and ADHD and demi, demi and have abandonment issues, etc. So you're a human being basically. Um, and the pandemic really burnt me out with all my responsibilities. I'm a stay-at-home parent. But I've noticed lately that I keep thinking about reopening my dating accounts. I've done a lot of healing and growth in the past few years, especially these last six months. So after that long opening in context, I'm wondering, what do the cards look like first? If I step into the dating world again. Okay, so that's what I'm shuffling on first. Stepping into the dating world again, probably I'm guessing via the apps that are sort of... Uh, winking at you from the screen of your phone uh, like they do, calling to you through the ether. Okay, what does it look like if you, my querent, 
go back up to that dating world. Okay, three cards. What does it look like if my ex and I get back together down the road? Or if she would, or should we remain friends? Or if we should remain friends? Oh my God. Does Mercury retrograde also mean I slur? Um, All right, so I'm going to ask, you know, what would it look like if you guys got back together down the road? And so, you know, if we see lovely cards, we know that that's a thumbs up. And if we see some heinous cards, we'll know for you to avoid that. Do not flirt with that situation or call it into your life. Okay. So three cards on the future romantic prospects with the ex. And now, uh, what does it look like if I maintain the status quo and keep concentrating on myself, my littles, and my chosen family for now? Yeah, man, right? I mean, that's a handful. Like one relationship, one child, <laughs> one, never mind a relationship and multiple children and stay-at-home parent. I mean, it's all a lot. It's all a lot. And we all want to live the biggest lives we can. And sometimes it can be really hard to know, you know, when we put the brakes on and when we, when we don't, when we fling the gates open. But what does it look like if you just like press pause for now? Um, All right. So curious as to what the cards are going to say. All right. So back into the dating world, we have Knight of Cups. Oh yeah. You want to get back into the dating world. (gasps) Three of Wands, Virtue. And two of swords, peace. Wow, that's lovely. Yes, I would say, you know, I really especially like this because that virtue card is so, it's so affirming. Um, And that peace card, that two of swords is so, um, you know, the two of swords means different things in different decks. I like the read that the uh, top deck gives. It is about, you know, peace of mind. And so if you're concerned, like, I don't know, I have, you know, I have these past traumas, I have these standards, I don't know. I feel like this reading is like, you got this. Don't worry. Have peace of mind. Follow your heart. The Knight of Cups just wants you to be out there with an open heart, looking like, who can I dote upon? Who wants to dote upon me? You know, that virtue card, um, the the sun in Aries, I really love that card. I really feel like it's about like, you're putting your energy right in the right place. Like it is correct for you to re-enter the dating world right now. That is that is a, a powerful yes to me, okay? Now, you and the ex. Oh my Jesus, you got the art card. Okay. Oh, and the disappointment card. Oh, and the lovers. Oh no. What are you guys doing? Are you guys like one of those twin flame couples? Like I don't, will somebody please explain twin flames to me? Is it like soulmates but toxic? Is that what it is? It's like, this looks like you guys will get back together. Um, But it looks like, okay, the art card is a marriage card, okay? It is a, it's a commitment card. It is a merging card. Are you guys really codependent? <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, okay, I get it. Um, the lovers, like you're definitely going to have the opportunity to get back with this person in the future if you want. Um, the other half of your soul. I mean, I don't know. I got, my soul is in one piece in my body or I don't know, floating above my head or something. That disappointment card is interesting, okay? Um, I want to say that the art card and the lover's card as positive major arcanas sort of outweigh the five of um, cups. Do you know what I mean? But, and, and it could be that like you guys disappointed each other. I mean, it sounds like you feel betrayed. If I'm, if I'm reading into this correctly, you feel betrayed by your ex. Um, you were disappointed. Like this might be a way to heal it. This might be a way for you to look at this person honestly and then get back with them. Do you know what I mean? Like no illusions. Like really, I would say it's okay to investigate it, um, but you need to be really paying attention to red flags and your and your own expectations. Make sure your expectations are synced up with what this person is really able to give, okay? Um, Because, you know, one of the reads on the top five of cups is the expectations were much too high. So maybe your expectations were too high last time. Maybe it's something to look at this time. It doesn't mean it's bad to have high expectations, but you need to be realistic if the people that you're interacting with can meet you there, right? So that's, that's what it is. But damn, you guys do have a very powerful connection and you have not seen the last of each other. That could have been worse, you guys, right? <laughs> it could have been, there's a lot more gnarly cards that could have come up for that. Okay, what does it look like for you to maintain the status quo? Eight of discs, prudence, seven of discs, failure, and the death card. Get out there and date. Get out there and date. Um, 
are you going to die if you don't? No, you're not going to. But you might feel a little stagnant or like things are passing you by. Like, I don't like that. It's really interesting that you got the prudence card for, um, for you know, not dating. And that would be a prudent thing to do, right? To, to keep the focus on your chosen family. But then it turns into the sort of festering failure in this loss card with the death card. So it's not right for you to be prudent right now. It's right for you to go out. Maybe you just need to like wash that X out of your hair, you know? I really find that fun sex with a new person really, really puts your ex even further in the past, right? It really just boots them way back, way back into the, the Jurassic period or something. I'm so glad that that's helpful. And I love helping. Um, okay. Oh my God, we got three more minutes. That went by so fast. You guys, this is so fun. I love doing this. I'm so grateful for all of you who come and participate or even just listen. You know, we need you guys to listen. Tell your friends about it. Um, we're here every Thursday. I'm here every Thursday, six o'clock Pacific, nine Eastern. And yeah, um, I love this. Let me let me grab one more person from the room, okay? Azure. Az- Azure, I hope I'm saying your name right. It is a na- it's a word that I've read a million times and said out loud very infrequently. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, forgive me, I'm a little bit nervous about this. <laughs> oh, it's okay. So am I. Don't worry, but we're gonna get through it together. Um, how can I help you? What would you like to know? Okay, so Okay, so I'm just starting on the I'm just starting on my, you know, bitchy path here. And um mm-hmm. I'm real I'm realizing from even way back when that I've always like my dreams have always been super powerful. And I'm kind of just thinking like what is it mm-hmm. what does it look like if I go down that road? You know. Cool. Okay, so what does it look like if you go down this witchy path that you're now kind of recognizing has been beckoning to you for a long time and that influences your dreams, you believe? Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, just the world of dream work, really. Into the world of dream work specifically. Oh, I love that. Okay, what does it look like for you to put energy into entering the world of dream work? Whoa. All right, I'm going to give it one more shuffle. See what that looks like for you. For you right now, right? Because it's always about timing. Uh, okay. Ooh, it looks good. It looks really good, but you need to sort something out first. You need to figure out, it's almost like you have two different paths or you need to be able to give yourself over to it fully. I'm saying this because the very first card that came up is the Prince of Cups. And he is just sort of like paralyzed with indecision a little bit, right? And it's because the stakes are so high. Prince of Cups is a Scorpio. And, 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 you know, Scorpios have that reputation as being controlling, but I really believe it's because they feel things so, so hugely that it's in their best interest to control the environment a little bit because it really kind of puts them through it. You know, is that, I don't know if you guys uh, think that's true. I'd like to hear from a Scorpio. But anyway, in this, in this card, the prince is either, um, you know, he's either, he could either go really high or go really low and he's not doing either. He's just sort of stuck in the middle. So you need to break that that stasis that you're in. And then the next card you get is the Ace of Swords. So it's like, yes, just doing it, starting a new a new cycle. Um, it's mental, it's air, which feels a little dreamy to me. It's our minds, right? Creating or channeling whatever, whatever the hell we're doing when we're dreaming. But what I'm really persuaded by is the final card is the Six of Wands, which is victory. It's a very big yes. It's Jupiter and Leo. It's like, yes, this is this is an area that you will shine. This is an area that they'll, that will bring gifts to you into your life. So, um, so yeah, it seems like maybe, I don't know if there's an aspect of it that you're a little cloudy about. You maybe don't know what your first step might be. I would try maybe meditating on it with that Ace of Swords, you know, to try to get some clarity. But once you get clarity will come. And once you do get that clarity, yeah, you should, you got to do it. Yeah, that def- that definitely tracks because I'm so bad at meditating. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all are, you know, that's the whole point. Nobody's good at meditating. Everybody's mind yells at them when they meditate. It's it's all about learning like uh, the nature of the of the thoughts a little bit. But um, but yeah, you know, you don't have to meditate, but you do need to get a little bit more clear about h- how you're going to proceed down this path. Got and it. it's there oh for you. Gosh, you're so, so welcome. Much. Good luck to you. Thank you. You're welcome. That's so cool. Oh my God, I love dreams. I got new melatonin gummies and they are like my little oblivion nuggets that I take every night 
and they give me the wildest dreams. I'm really into it. Um, okay, you guys, we're all done here. Um, this has been very fun. I really appreciate all of you showing up and participating. We'll be back here um, next Thursday. And again, if you want to hear back episodes, you know, back rooms, back episodes of Ask the Tarot, just go to Spotify, search for Your Magic. That's my podcast. And you'll find Ask the Tarot rooms there among all of the um, all of the podcasts. And you might like the podcasts also. All right, you guys. Uh, till next Thursday. Thank you. And have a great weekend. And I'll see you later. Hello, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom. Join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, and aspiration in real time. Just download the Spotify Greenroom app, sign up for free, or use your Spotify login to join the conversation. Then you'll be able to hear live readings, meet unique people, and even ask questions of your own. Download Spotify Green Room for free today and join Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday. 